dangerously close. I told myself I was going to quit drinking Mountain Dews, but <laughs> I had one uh, right before this because I just wanted to be amped, dude. Because you know, I was like, "This is a special occasion." I got Andrew Steiner. <laughs> My guest today is Andrew Steiner. Andrew Steiner is an internationally touring comedian and actor. He is also known for his viral Instagram, YouTube, and his podcast, Special Quest. He had sold out runs at Rochester and Philadelphia Fringe Festivals and was also featured at Comedy in Iceland. That's fucking dope. And Glasgow International Comedy Festival. Damn, that's cool too, man. Uh, those are like two places like I want to go so bad. Uh, yeah. Andrew is currently gearing up to film his first special, Expelled. What's up, Andrew? Not too much, Doug. How are you doing? Man, I had I had this other thing that I, would re- I wanted to bring up. Was like I actually added to your bio by Googling you. But before we get into that, man, uh, what was Iceland like? I got to know, man. Did you meet Bjork? I didn't meet Bjork, unfortunately, but I did meet some very soft little ponies and... Cool. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. Uh, we went, me and my wife went, you know, for Valentine's Day, more or less. And she, we both performed at this club. I mean, the club was cool. The show was cool. We made a little little money, sold some tickets. But the audience was not really expecting comedy. I don't know. They, I guess oh. we marketed the show a little more <laughs> drag, like burlesque heavy. They thought they were getting a full burlesque show. So... Oh, yeah. And then you showed up and you're like, waka, waka, waka. Yeah, joke, say, laugh. <laughs> they're not like, at my tits. They're like, this dude is not a voluptuous woman in old timey lingerie. Yeah. Luckily, but, my wife did do a little burlesque at the end. So oh, they got something, but tight. Uh, can you, man, what's, what, is a, what does an Icelandic person sound like? Can you do like a quick impression of one? <laughs> I like to watch The Simpsons. That's why my English is so good. That's really good. It's a, yeah, dude. I always did like, if you complain, I want more. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. I, but like I said, man, I I did my research, dude. You know, it was like <clears throat> it was like some some guy that didn't get a vaccine came up to me and was like, "Do your own research," and I was like, "You got it, man. I'm gonna uh, research Andrew Steiner." And so. What? <laughs> what am i the vaccination against that's what i want to know you're the vaccination against fucking frowning that's that's what yeah. you are yeah uh, oh i should have mentioned it uh uh to everyone listening andrew's a very very funny comedian and i'm glad to have him on the show but you know what he's he's a lot more than that because i've been googling this guy and i just googled i just googled uh andrew steiner it says here you teach uh theoretical nuclear astrophysics at the university of tennessee knoxville and wow. Oak Ridge National Laboratory, which is pretty close to here. Do you just like commute back and forth between New yeah, York wish, and Knoxville? I wish that was me. I wish that wasn't a different Andrew Steiner. But I, uh... unfortunately, <laughs> someone is <laughs> trying to out- overshadow me. And I don't whatever. I don't think so. Well, there's no photo on here, so I'm not convinced this isn't you. And you don't mm-hmm. have to be humble here. Like I'm actually, I'm just gonna pull up your syllabus real quick because I do have some questions. Um, okay, sure. First of all, I want to ask, do you think that your grading method is fair for these students? 
Well, listen, I present them with the rubric at the beginning of the semester. I let them know what I expect. I let them know that Brownian motion is not enough. They need to know about quantum fluctuation. They need to know about Einsteinian uh, physics. They need to know about how quantum entanglement works within a Newtonian system. And they need to know it wrote with like like the back of their hand. They can't look at their notes to know the, the theorems and the mathematics behind it. That's fair. And I see, too, that actually you drop the two lowest scores so that's from in-class group work so that's actually pretty fair and then yeah, the final lenient. the final 35 percent. i mean that's a big chunk but i mean that's your final you should be prepared for that i mean it's where you test whether or not you know what you've been teaching but uh i want to just go on some of the topics of your syllabus um if you could just explain a couple things to me like i would love to audit your class but sure. obviously you know i don't have time so mm. speak to me like i'm stupid but mm. that you respect me Okay. I mean, uh, I do respect you and <laughs> you might be stupid. <laughs> what is a, what is a neutron star? Oh, so when the mass is too much for the, the, the matter to hold up, right? Because it's usually a gaseous core to a star, then it starts to implode on itself. And eventually that'll turn into a black hole and all light and matter nearby will be sucked into it. But this is the state right before it gets to a black hole. That's fascinating. You know, guys, you thought that uh, Andrew was just going to come in here and go waka, waka, waka. Or you might have thought there was going to be a burlesque show. I wish, you know, I wish there was a visual component to this because the background, because oh. <laughs> the background that you have truly looks like a, like a Neil deGrasse Tyson show, like where, where it switches, like where it cuts to a, a like a expert and they're like a neutron star. <laughs> yeah the orion belt is right over here then beetlejuice is over here over my left shoulder all right so what do you mean when you say beyond the classical big bang oh so in the classical theory they basically say the universe started 14 billion years ago but that's fucking idiocy we obviously <laughs> now know that the universe is in a constant cycle of destroying and creating itself. And there are multiple universes and they might be on entirely different timelines than ours. And we get into the mathematics of that. That's dope, man. I just had this dude on the uh, podcast from, uh, he's on, he's uh, one of those guys on, on ancient aliens. Mm. Uh, but he's like, he's got all these crazy stories. He used to be in the air force in this like underground base that had like shadow people and shit. And he's got so he writes books about the shadow realm. Do you ever fuck with that man? Do you know what that is? I mean, I I did some uh some ritualistic magic where I'm trying to summon angels and drawing pentagrams of energy and imagining different angels in each directions with different kind of uh consciousnesses associated with them. Fantastic. <laughs> I've, uh, I've done that. Man, this is kind of off topic because I actually had some other things. I I've Googled a lot about you. I know a lot about you that most people don't know. They don't know the real Andrew Steiner, but after this podcast, you will. You'll know him. Uh, but I was watching a video you made, man, where you were doing um, self-defense, I think mm -hmm. using Muay Thai. Are you a mm -hmm. fellow Muay Thai enthusiast? Listen, I won't say I'm an expert or anything, but when I was 18 years old, I did travel to Thailand to, to fight and then bitched out after two weeks. So, yeah. No shit. Did you did you fight some, <laughs> some like Thai dudes? No, I... I mean, I think I concocted myself a 
a really nice philosophical exit from having to fight. I was like, listen, man, I'm a privileged white boy. I don't have to fight to eat, but these guys are fighting to eat. And so if I fight them and I cripple them, cause, cause God knows I'm going to destroy them with my, my, uh, my <laughs> moves, then I'm going to feel so bad. So I just can't fight, you know, out of moral reasons. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. That reminds me of the time that I went to Brazil to like school, all those fuckers in soccer. And then, you know, I realized like, you know, it's tough growing up. Like I've seen city of God, you know, and I don't want to like have some city of God guy who's like trying to like, you know, play football to eat. And I'm just over there like <laughs> my American skills, dude. So yeah, I'm like, exactly. I totally, I vibe with you on that, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I will say this. Uh, I, I, I dabble in martial arts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm no, like, I'm not really super good at any of them, but mm-hmm. Muay Thai is like my favorite. It's like I think it's the most fun, or like it feels the best. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, kicking hard feels great. You know, throwing some knees feels great. Elbows are fun. It's all it's all good. And sweeping, sweeping people off their feet from the clinch—that's all fun stuff. The thing is, I like so I've never done jujitsu, and I know that's mm-hmm. like the supposed you know that's the main one, and that's like the shit. Like if you're going to be a mixed martial artist, you have like that's like a requirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I don't fucking want to, man. I don't want to wrestle. I fucking I wrestled for a little bit in school, and I was like, I fucking hate this, man. I don't want to do this. So, I, yeah, I both regret and am glad I didn't wrestle in high school because I probably would have become a, a mixed martial artist if I had wrestled in high school, and I would have brain damage now, and I wouldn't have been able to pretend that I was a Newtonian. I was a, a <laughs> yeah, and your ears would be all fucked up, man. Like yeah. whenever you whenever you meet one of those dudes who's really good, their ears are just fucking crazy looking. And you can't stop staring at them. Yeah, I briefly but worked I, with the, this guy who was like a, a Greco Roman wrestler in the Olympics, mm-hmm. and goddamn it, his ears were like haunting, and it was like hard for me to talk to him because like I couldn't look at his like eyes because like my eyes would always like drift to his ear. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, my wife has a thing against cauliflower ear. So another another reason why I'm glad I didn't wrestle. Well, it's also, was, you know, it, it's like uh it's optional or it's like voluntary because if you have cauliflower ear, that's cuz you didn't wear your headgear. You chose not yeah, to. That, that I wouldn't have worn my headgear. That looks so stupid. <laughs> so my uh Google research further revealed that you have a Wikipedia page and mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia, you were born in 1908 and died in 2009. Uh, what was that like? Are, are you okay? Well, yeah, being dead is actually better than I expected. If I had known that, I would have succumbed to the genocide that my family was uh, subjected to. Because being dead is actually pretty easy. I mostly do podcasts and clog my friends' toilets. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Are, are we are we bringing that up? Because I'm fine bringing it. Up. I called my friend and told him. I put a sign on the door and everything, and uh, it was uh, it was a nightmare, dude. Like, I I haven't clogged a toilet that bad in years, and I got flashbacks from when I was like 11. I, I had a bad pissing the bed problem as a kid, and I, I I remember pissing my friend's couch. You know, I was sleeping on their couch at a sleepover when I was 11, and yeah. like covertly turning over the couch cushion just like (laughs) pretending it didn't happen like i got that vibe and my friend's dad was 
like leaving the house. She's like, have a good podcast. And meanwhile, I'm just literally siphoning shit water from the <laughs> toilet bowl in a little glass cup into the bathtub so I can plunge. Because their plunger was not designed for that tiny toilet bowl. It was like one of these old ass plungers that is like super big and it's the rubber is old so it like in order to plunge you kind of have to like jam it in and then all the shit water is flying everywhere so i'm just getting shit everywhere and i, I feel it's horrible right I, now anybody that's wondering why we're talking about this it's because you uh texted me and you're like oh i'm gonna be late and i was like uh you know normally i'm, I'm very much a diva about this podcast and i'd speak in third person when i get into that kind of mood and i go doug waits for no one doug waits for no one this podcast goes on without him but because it was you of course i went we're gonna wait we're gonna wait for andrew so i just shut down i just stared at myself in the in the video screen for 10 minutes and i i voila here you are so. And I was trying to get my lavalier mic working and researching that while I'm pumping shit. So just disaster I, was following me. Yeah, but it's not, it doesn't sound like a Final Destination style thing. I think that this, you know, I think what you have here, it's not a curse. It's more opportunities for adventure. Because, you, you know, mm -hmm. like, I'd like to think of it that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a minor annoyance. You yeah. Know, yeah, it's not like uh, Thinner. Have you ever seen the movie Thinner by Stephen King? No, but I remember seeing the, the video cassette case. Yeah, so there's this guy, and he's like he's like this like big fat lawyer, and he runs over a gypsy. And uh, <laughs> and so she's like, it's like the 90s. Like I feel like you couldn't get away with this shit now. But she's like, you're you're fat, and so your punishment is you're gonna be you're gonna keep getting skinnier. And so at first he's like so stoked because he's like he can he like can eat all he wants and like all he just keeps gets skinnier and there's like a joke in the movie where he's like I'm on the new diet called eat whatever I want and he loses all this weight and it's like it's also funny because it's like a, a really shitty like early '90s fat suit because those those Stephen King movies from that era are like all like very poorly budgeted. Uh, yeah, who's that starring? Uh, Jack Black fucking <laughs> somebody i have no idea i don't it's someone that you would have known the name of if you were like like your grandpa would know his name uh, okay but uh yeah, i always thought that was an interesting looking movie but not enough to hold my attention for i mean that. jesus maybe if you were gonna like sit and make fun of it i don't i i don't even know how it ends because i don't think i've made it that far um <laughs> but let's you know enough about stephen king more about you my google search for andrew steiner further revealed that you are the uh senior vice president of business development and membership services for AdvaMed. uh you're responsible for overseeing the organization's general membership relations and non-duties initiatives can you give me an example of a non-duties initiative sure well sometimes we like to show up at orphanages and inject them with nanoparticles to see mm -hmm. how being unloved do, like affects your immune system so that's that's one of one of those you look different in this photo uh it says prior to joining advamed you worked as a regional sales director for international data corporation where you were responsible for providing market intelligence and consulting advisory services to fortune 1000 companies headquartered in the new york and new jersey region 
Does that make you feel like ashamed to be a Fortune 1000 guy instead of a Fortune 500 guy? Well, listen, 500 is half of a thousand, so we're better, we're bigger. You're right. You're you're right. You're right. Um, well, I don't know. Do you want to say anything else about Avamed? I'm kind of kind of over Avamed. I don't even know what Avamed yeah. is. <laughs> probably evil. Probably some evil corporation. Um, no, this is actually what I really do want to talk about. So, okay. I mean, like, I do. I spent some time looking into you and your past. Uh, my Google research also revealed that you first fell madly and passionately in love with cheese while working as a waiter at Joachim Splickle's legendary restaurant, Patina, an enthusiastic, quick-learning cheese lover. Uh, can you tell me about the specific moment that you knew that cheese would become your lifelong passion? Well, I was actually diagnosed as lactose intolerance at the age of seven, and I battled through that through sheer force of will and using acupuncture to decrease my immune system response to cheese and, and lactose. And I, I was so passionate about cheese, even as a child, that I knew I had to overcome that. And I think it was the first piece of aged Parmesan I ever tried because it had a crystalline structure mm. to it. And I was like, well, cheese crunchy and good. Cause I'd had disgusting crunchy cheese before that had been dropped in kitty litter. Yes. But then it completely changed the way I thought about crunchy cheese and, and kind of the way I saw the world. That's fascinating. And so that's why you decided to work at uh Yocom Splickles restaurant. Patina yeah, Splickles, real, real great guy. You know, he had, had a paddle for a hand and a duck for an ass. I, yeah, I'll tell you if there's one person who, you know, it's <laughs> he'll give you the shirt off his back. Uh, Johan yeah. Splickle will. Um, but look, here, let's, I'm gonna ask you a serious question. Uh, fuck, Mary kill, sharp cheddar, mozzarella, provolone. Oh, I definitely fuck mozzarella because it's so soft and wet. That makes a lot uh, of sense. Marry, marry the cheddar because it ages slightly better than provolone, and kill provolone because it smells like like wet ass sweat. That was probably the wisest and most thoughtful answer I think anyone has ever given to that question. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, do you have any other cheeses that you'd like to give a a little bit of like just kind of thoughtful kind of just discourse to before we move on? Oof! I like to give a shout out to Asiago from the Tuscany region of mm. Italy, and I'd like to give a shout out to Telegio and my homie, my homie, uh, thousand-year-old tofu. Because I consider soybean products that are fermented to be the cheese of East Asia, so uh, I don't, I don't deny them from my my heart and my family. Wow, that's really open-minded. Um, what do you think about the? You know, like the cheese that has a picture of a cow on it comes with a little wheel and every cheese is a triangle. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was like a very popular cheese in my childhood. But I feel like I haven't seen someone eat one of those cheeses in decades. What's going on there? I think as America progressed as a food food place, you know, like as our food culture evolved and people had access to more and more high quality cheeses that that kind of became outdated. I mean, those cheeses are still good if you want to leave a cheese in your glove box for six months and have it be spreadable and edible. 
but <laughs> in terms of just you know if you have refrigeration you, you don't need laughing cow no oh it's called laughing cow that is what it's called dude i don't know if you can hear this on your end but there's like the gnarliest thunderstorm here right now it's just like oh, no i can't hear it's it. so wait, wait, fucking where are, cool where are you i'm in nashville oh nice yeah this thunderstorm is fucking nuts man this is just like i hope some of hope the mic picks some of it up uh just a little bit more about you i i promise we'll move on to some more things besides your uh illustrious past but i mean so fascinating my Google research also found that you write fiction about faith, love, travel, farming, and the Midwest. So my question is, fuck, Mary, kill, love, travel, or farming? Oh, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one. I mean, kill kill travel because the Midwest is so great. Like, I don't really ever feel the need to leave here. Why would you ever want to leave? Yeah, like, it's got everything. Yeah, it's got, it's got, especially if you love cheese like you do. Akron? Paris, Paris to North America, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. Cincinnati mm-hmm. is the Berlin of North America, Cleveland, That's... it's, it's the, the Rome of North America, the Rome. Yeah. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so, so fuck travel. Fuck. No, kill travel. Oh, kill travel. Yeah. Sorry. So I don't need it. You don't need it. it. Fuck it. I'm, I would marry farming because, you know, they say stomach is the way to a man's heart mm-hmm. and without food, well, you can't, you can't please the stomach. Right. Right. And then I'd fuck love because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I practice Tantra. I practice, uh, you know, Christ inspired tantric sex. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's actually one of the, uh, one of the many beautiful secrets of the Midwest is Christ inspired tantric sex? A lot of people yeah. don't know that. So, uh, thanks for sharing. <clears throat> uh, I, have, I do have a question though. Do any of your students at uh, the University of Knoxville are they aware that you write uh, faith based romantic fiction? Well, they are, and I tell them that actually a a classic Big Bang view of the universe is is a faith based practice, as is a modern approach to the universe because we weren't actually there. We can't actually witness these multiple universes or the the end of the universe and it restarting. We can't witness this happening a multitude of times. So in a sense, physics is faith-based. I agree entirely. I think it's been said by uh, several uh, quantum physicists such as yourself that the more they learn about, you know, uh, quantum entanglement or, you know, whatever it may be, the deeper their faith becomes. Right, right, right. That's, what do you think the Holy Ghost is, if not quantum entanglement? Uh, I couldn't imagine another thing that it could be. Yeah, exactly. So, There's three particles, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and they're entangled. Yes. What do you think, what, what, what do you think like the Babadook is? Oh, Babadook. Um, you know, I actually haven't spent much time thinking about it, but off the off the cuff, I'd have to say it was a it was a type of cheese. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if you were. Do you recall when when the Babadook became a like symbol for bisexual pride, just like inadvertently? Yeah, the the filmmaker said nothing. Like they they were like, no, this this wasn't something that we were trying to like Easter egg into this. It just kind of happened briefly. I mean, I, I I get it because 
that's what I call it when I go from from butthole to vagina, you know, I call it a Babadook. Babadook. It's, the, it's the old Babadook. Uh, Christ inspired tantric sex. A Babadook. Um, I also see here uh, that you've had a long career in public accounting. I'm looking to grow my wealth. Should I put my money in a high yield savings account or a money market account? And why? Oof. I would say high yield savings because you know, when you're talking about traffic formations, yield signs are much more efficient than mm -hmm. just straight stop signs or, or traffic lights. So I, I think that also applies to finance. Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I like the, um, do you know those, like those signs, they're shaped like a yield sign, but they just have a picture of a person like getting blown off a cliff. Mm, yes i do yes i really really like those signs i wonder if there's any way that i could apply that to my finances right well that's what crypto is crypto is being blown off a cliff if you if you pick the wrong one but yeah. if you pick the right one then you're blown up a cliff <laughs> you know man i i don't know if, if there's anything that maybe i uh find any more repellent than having a conversation about about cryptocurrency so let's get into it. <laughs> All right, cool, man. I know, I know some. In? I have fucking none of that shit. Absolutely not. Are you in it? I'm in it. I lost fourteen thousand dollars, so I'm hoping I get it back. <laughs> oh, that's you gonna say like I lost fourteen thousand dollars this morning. Like I've, I, uh, I had a friend. He was he was an early adopter, so you would you know you would think he would have made some money. And the last time I saw him, he came to my uh, my baby shower. I had a kid a couple few months ago, and. And I hadn't seen him in a long time because I he got he got so cryptoed out that he didn't have time for me. He's like, I am day trading, baby, day trading. But he had come over. Uh, he's a real smart computer guy, and I'm a real fucking dumb computer guy. So I was like, uh, Hey man, I I'm locked out of this laptop, and I don't know how to get into it. And he can do that kind of shit. So he came over, and he's like, He's like, All right, man, I got you in. Uh, and while I'm here, I'm gonna set you up with uh, all these like crypto like uh, day trader like. They just like, you know, he was like, what's your email? And I was like, nah, but I felt kind of obligated because he helped me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, my email is this. And he's like, great. And he's and now like, I don't know how to get, I keep trying to get rid of them, but they're like, you know how crypto is like cockroaches and they just fucking spread. <laughs> and so I'm constantly like learning what, you know, what that dog coin is down 13, you know, schmeckles. And I'm yeah. just like, this is fucking, ugh. Oh, I, I just wanted to say that when I saw my baby shower, I was like, What's up, man? Like, how's uh, how's the old, you know, <laughs> day trading? He's like, he's like, I never want to speak about uh, cryptocurrency ever again. I don't talk about it. I pretend it doesn't exist. I'm imagining he probably got himself to some point where he was like, maybe like thought he was rich. And then, you know, that maybe one of those major craters happened. So, yeah, yeah I was I mean, I was up 15K at one point and now I'm down 14K. So. Yeah. From my yeah. initial investment. So As, like Tom Green said in uh Freddie Got Fingered, you know, you got you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta sell the sell the stock when they're high, when they're high, when they're very high, you gotta sell, you gotta sell. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately I did not do that. Um like all the they people give the worst advice about crypto. Like everyone I've watched was wrong all, all the time. Like, yeah, there, there was almost never a case when I like, looked at advice because I was researching it pretty heavily and ne almost never. Were people right about anything? Yeah, I did the 
I did the smartest things when I just went off of instinct. Like that was usually when I made my best choices. See, I, I prefer to invest in myself spiritually, like my Christ-based uh, tantric exercises, um, my study of the neutron star and how that informs my faith. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like crypto. What do you think about this though, man? What about this fucking, uh, yeah, I, I know you're in New York, man. You probably know about this shit though. I, I, it kind of went over my radar or under my radar or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, that they turned Staples Center into crypto.com center. Did you hear about that? No, I mean, I see crypto.com on all the UFC events now, but I just kind of like, it feels just like, uh, it feels wrong. It feels wrong to turn Staples Center into crypto.com center. Not that I'm like Staples. Not that I'm like someone that shops at Staples. It's just <laughs> I go to Staples now to return my Amazon packages because uh, they do it free of charge. And oh. they're so desperate there. Like every time I'm in there, <laughs> like, please just buy something. I know you're only here for Amazon. It reminds me of uh, when when Radio Shack was kind of going away. And it's like you go there and it was just the most desperate, high pressure sales staff. It's just one guy just trying to get you to buy some like uh really like obscure battery he's like are you sure you, you don't need the 17 volt I'm like no, i don't <laughs> no bro i don't have a die hard double-headed <laughs> vibrator i'm good well shit man i feel like we've learned a lot about you today um yeah you got any you got any big stuff coming up yeah i got a lot of big stuff i mean when is this coming out i don't want to plug stuff in the past um i don't i don't know the answer to that question but soonish i will be at rochester fringe festival with my buddy matthew silver and my buddy steve gerard doing three shows the 14th 15th and 17th and that's basically it next month dude when are you gonna come down to nashville bro i gotta do it i gotta do it um i've tried to book some shit all the big New York uh, hep cats coming down here, man. <laughs> yeah, I want to do it. I can um, link you up with uh, the people that do a lot of the booking and shit down here if you want. Uh, that would be know. amazing. Uh, well, then all I ask is, can you do an impression of uh, Ron DeSantis? Oh, Ron, Ronda Rousey DeSantis. Sure. <laughs> or, um, or, or, or America's mayor, uh, Rudy Giuliani. I've actually never heard Ron DeSantis. Um he talks, he talks like he talks like this. Um, that looks like it has a lot of sugar. <laughs> and you gotta shake yeah, your head, exactly. it'll help you do it. Looks like there's a lot of sugar. Can you do uh oh can you do God. can you do Rudy Giuliani? I uh, no, I can't. I can't do I, I have <laughs> uh, to hear them. I have to those hear those are those are my titties. Uh those are those belong to me. Have you have you seen this shit that came out with his those transcripts of him talking to his secretary? No, but I did oh. see the Borat too when he was fifteen year old girl was on his bed. Dude, you gotta you gotta read the the, the transcripts. Uh, so I guess he was uh, having some kind of sexual relationship with a secretary that was immoral or illegal or something. And the transcripts came out, and they're it's the most fucking off putting and pathetic like uh, like pillow talk type shit you'll ever ever hear. And it's like he's like. Yeah, th- those titties, they're mine. They belong to me and they don't belong to nobody else. Those are my titties. I'm Rudy Giuliani. I just said to anyone listening in on this conversation, my name's Rudy Giuliani and these are my titties that belong to my secretary, but they're also actually mine. 
<laughs> yeah, the jurisprudence of the state of New York has granted me the jurisdiction <laughs> over these here in Areoli, and I will further henceforth uh, be investing in their 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 renaissance. Uh, not only did I save America from the 9-11s, uh, but also uh, the Ghostbusters, they tried to put a nuclear reactor in the building. I went and I had it shut down. Um, I am Your America's... Nipples. <laughs> Your nipples look like the Twin Towers falling in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> and my fingers are the planes crashing into them. <laughs> you can do Rudy, man. I feel like we could do like a... a a Ron DeSantis interviews Rudy, man. <laughs> I got to listen to him. Like, I can only do it. Okay. How, how about this? Just who is someone that you think you could just off the top of your head, dude? And we'll do that. Fuck. I don't, I can't, I don't do impressions, man. You, you In all your research, you didn't see that I don't do impressions. I don't know. Okay. 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 I'm just putting, I'm, <laughs> I'm really, the thing Here's, too, the, the fuck, I, the fact that I asked you what a fucking neutron star was and you went ahead and answered that question is I just, I just started to assume you could do anything. I was like, well, he could definitely okay. just do a Ron DeSantis. Here's, here's Penelope Cruz. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. And thank you for supporting me in my journey as the biggest actress arrived. Wow, I felt like I was magically transported to that movie that she was in with Antonio Banderas. Is that Dusk Till Dawn? Uh, she's in Dusk Till Dawn. She's yeah, she's bad in Dusk Till Dawn. That's like, that's the one where uh, Quentin Tarantino gets to like suck on her toes because she like pours a bottle of tequila down her leg, and he's like supposed to be drinking <laughs> tequila off her, and like yeah. you could tell, you could tell just by look. It's I know it's a movie, and I know he's acting quotation marks, but you can tell that is. Probably that was the highest point in Quentin Tarantino's life. He was probably like, this, there's nothing that will ever make me this happy again. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I mean, Penelope Cruz is amazing, and he's got a foot fetish, so yeah. Yeah, and that's probably why, like, you know, once upon a time in Mexico was just kind of bland. He's like, dude, I already fucking, I mean, whatever. Penelope Cruz. <laughs> like, look, it's Brad Pitt, and it's Leonardo DiCaprio, and they do talk. They talk a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, man. Thank you so much for being Thank a guest you, on the podcast today, dude. I am a huge fan, and I fucking wish I could just fly up to New York on a whim. But dude, I'm a fan of your podcast. I I did research too, and I was listening to your podcast, and I actually really love it. I was listening to the Ritual episode. Uh, that was such a good episode. Oh, with Casper Turkile. Yeah, dude, no, was... he's actually uh, he's influenced me, man. I want to. Uh, I'm trying to pick a day. To be like a no internet, like Me just too. Com completely detox from it. It's it's tough because like I work a lot. Like I work here in this office that I'm like this is this office in my house and all my all my work is here. So it's like you know I'm fucking tied to the internet. <clears throat> but you know I don't have to be. Like, you know that's the thing. Talking to him, I was like you know I mean I don't have to fucking not every single day. You know and I was thinking about maybe making like Sunday because that's usually a chiller day. Yeah, just being I like, do it. like I said, I do have a kid, so I, I can't be like fucking unreachable. But uh, I got an Apple Watch for Christmas that I never used because I didn't know what the fuck to use it for. And now I do. I was like, dude, because an Apple Watch, people can text you on it. And I was like, and I don't, and it, and it can read your heart rate. Those are the two things I know it does. So I was like, dude, I'll just throw my phone like in a drawer, put on that watch. And then, you know, if an emergency arises, I can be reached, but like, you know, at least that way I'm like, I'm detoxed off 
all the internet, the news, all that horse shit. And, the, and my, yeah. like this tendency I have to just pull my phone out of my pocket anytime that I'm even slightly inconvenienced. Yeah. Same, same, man. It's terrible. It's, it's not a way to live and it's the way most of us are living now. And it's fucked up. Dude, I caught myself the other day. I was like, I went, I went to CBS and like one person was in front of me in line. One person. It wasn't like, Oh my God, I'm going to be in line forever. I might as well, you know, get my phone out and start fucking around. And so I, I was like, well, this person's going to take long enough for me to get my phone out. And then I was like, dude, what am I doing? Like, this is like, uh, this is like chain smoking style behavior, but it's like been, you know, transmuted into a phone. It's brain vaping. Well, listen, guys, if you want to be, if you want to live the kind of life that Andrew Steiner has lived, I mean, I'm telling you, this dude teaches quantum fucking physics. He died in 2009. He's still here. He's still doing comedy. Uh, he doesn't do impressions, which is fine. I don't do them well. Uh, I just think they're fun. I think they're fun and funny to do. And uh, what else do you do, man? Oh, and you love cheese? I love cheese. I farm. I love Christ. I do it all, <laughs> baby. If you want to be like this, then you got to detox off the phone one day a week. Put that fucking yeah. thing in a drawer. Forget about it. Yeah. Exactly. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to get real preachy right there at the end. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. Thank, thank you, Doug. Bye.